Hello, welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. I've been noticing a lot of new listeners lately, and I really appreciate that. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Um, we keep it pretty simple here on the podcast. We just try to dive into a scripture of the day. Sometimes that stretches into two or three. just depends if the context needs it. And we look into these scriptures that kind of pay attention to the context and meaning like where it's placed, what comes before and after, sometimes even the book it's placed in. And then we just look, where can we see Christ in the verse? How can this help us in our daily walk with God? You know, we try to keep it short and simple, okay? And our intent is to come alongside you as you commit to the habit of daily scripture reading, all right? So if you're part of Crosspoint, man, I'm glad you're here. If you're not, I'm so glad you're here. You're welcome. And if you are enjoying this, and especially if it's helping you and helping you key into scripture and, and learn some things, then why not recommend it to a friend? We don't earn any money off of this podcast. It's just, we, but we just want to see it reach as many people as we can, okay? All right, let's get into it. We're in Hebrews chapter 10 today. Hebrews, big, beautiful book. It's got some hard stuff in it. Maybe I've got some friends out there that have tried to study the whole thing, and it's just got some of the coolest stuff in the world. you got the uh, chapter 11 being the Hall of Faith, and um, just so many. You'll recognize our verses today, too, from Hebrews 10. So it's a, it's a big book. It's a tightly wound argument, so it can be difficult to get into. But today, let's take a, let's take a dive. I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to do just fine. It's also considering the COVID pandemic that we've just been through um, as I'm recording this today. Um, I think these verses are especially appropriate. We've had to fight for this here recently in a way that maybe we haven't before. So, all right, let me quit setting the table and let's eat the meal. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 today, reading from the ESV, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It reads, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Verse 25, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see the day, and the day there is capitalized, the day drawing near. All right? Okay, like I said, the verse on um, the importance of getting together as Christians is, of course, all the more um, poignant and appropriate at this time because uh, through Zoom and lockdowns and quarantines and things, this became very difficult to do. And uh, I think I've learned both the true challenge and the true, well, I don't know, I am learning more about the true <laughs> reward there is in getting together with other believers. And I think I value it more and I'm more thankful for it now. All right, first of all, let's look at, um, for like a context type thing, is that verse 24 starts with and. Did you guys notice that? And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So just to make sure we're oriented and to like, so what's this writer talking about in the first place? Let's go up a couple verses uh, to see what he's doing. So let's go up to verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have con confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. Okay, so we're talking about... Uh, the writer of Hebrews draws a lot of parallels between the Old Testament way of worship that the Israelites had, um, with the sacrifices of blood and goat, uh, the, uh, the sacrifices of blood from uh, lambs and goats, and how these uh, provided uh, at least a ceremonial covering and atonement for their sin, or and also gave them access to God. So it was like bring the sacrifice first, the animals killed. Now you can present yourselves and your prayers before God. And so he kind of shows how 
Jesus, the perfect blood of uh, the perfect lamb of God has done away with that system forever, not by making it seem bad or not from God, but by fulfilling it, by becoming so much more and uh, kind of fulfilling what the picture of the spotless lamb was pointing towards was our spotless, sinless savior, Jesus Christ, who laid down his own life for us. And so he doesn't need to be sacrificed over and over again. He gave his life once for all. And so he's pointing to this here. He's saying, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, since Jesus has died for us and his sin cleanses us, his uh, blood cleanses us from all sin, we have the confidence to come forward and into God's presence by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain. So it used to be a curtain divided the holy place from the holy of holies. That is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with true, uh, with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. All right, so there's so much we could go into there, but it's just trying to, I'm just trying to set the context here. So the context is we just heard a lot about our own personal ability to come before God, have access to him, have our conscience sprinkled clean by the blood of Jesus, our bodies washed with the pure water of faith. And so we're, we're coming before God. We're holding our confession of hope in him without wavering because he is faithful. And that's why verse 24 then says, and let us, so we've been looking up at God so far, up at him. Now we're going to look horizontally to each other and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Okay. So that's the movement there. Look at God, come before him, sprinkled clean, hold fast your hope. But it's not just me and Jesus. I need to look down and and not down as much as across the room to my to my brothers and sisters in the faith. And we need to consider under these conditions before God, sprinkled clean of a bad conscience, under these conditions, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. Now, I would just like to say, doesn't that sound so good? Doesn't that sound good to have somebody stir you up into love and good works? Have you ever had that happen? I've had that happen to me. A lot of people at the church have put an arm on, you know, around me or put a hand on my shoulder and, and just begin to speak some good words to me, some encouragement, some, some help, some hope, even some correction when it's done in love. And after they're done talking with me about it, I feel stirred up to more love and good works, which I love because I have found myself in environments before, maybe you have too, where... I was being stirred up and I was stirring others up to hate and more bad works. <laughs> you know, I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be encouraged by my fellow man to do more wrong and to pass that encouragement on to others. And so I just praise God, you know, and often the internet can be a place where that happens to us now where you get on there and what are you being stirred up to? You're basically being stirred up to unforgiveness, bitterness, fear, hatred, and bad works. <laughs> so Anyway, the Lord calls us, and in these verses we're being called to stir one another up to more love and good works. And, of course, then that would require us getting together with one another. So that's why 25 follows and says, not neglecting to meet together. So we need this stirring up. We won't have it if we don't meet together. I have heard many times, and I think COVID even give us a chance to try this out, this idea like, I can worship God at home. I don't have to go to church. And I think think I understand where that comes from. I've been hurt by church before. Maybe you have. 
I've been a part of, my whole family was, as a child, was a part of a church that later on basically split and kind of broke up. It's painful. It's hard. Um, I work for a church now, so you see that from the inside, you can see it's not a perfect place. There's hard times. There's drama. And so I think in light of all that, a lot of us just get weary with it and we say, man, I just don't need this. I just want to do this Jesus thing by myself. So it's not that I don't understand that. The only problem is that the New Testament, the witness of Jesus, you know, that he could have been by himself. He was God. You know, he didn't have to come and be with all of us. And when he decided to come and be with all of us, man, did we make him pay for it. <laughs> you know, Picked on him, missed uh, uh we accused him of things he didn't do. He was rejected by his own people, handed over, falsely accused, arrested, killed. And he did all this because he decided to be with us. But he decided to be with us, okay, and was willing to pay that price. And so when I feel like I want to just do the me and Jesus thing, I remember these verses not neglecting to meet together. Why not? Because then how will I stir up to love and good works? How will I be stirred up? Also, verse 25 says, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. I need that. I need that. And all the more as you see the day. Now, day is capitalized here. Why is that? It's referring to a well-known concept both in the Old and New Testament. So you get this a lot in the prophets, and then you have it in the New Testament, where there is the coming day of the Lord. All right? So back in the Old Testament, strictly was a you know, the picture is this day of final judgment when God shows up and basically makes his enemy, destroys his enemies forever and gathers his people to himself. And then in the New Testament, that picture is deepened where it was like, yes, that's true. It'll be the return of Jesus Christ for those who are looking for him to gather his people from the four corners of the earth where we will always be with him. And then he will destroy his enemies forever. Every source of sin that, that exists in the world some will go to eternal punishment because they've lived as enemies of the cross and then will be living in a new heaven and a new earth. So pretty awesome. And that's the day he's talking about. So in other words, the more your world and ours currently does to me, I'm in America here in 2022 and, and it feels very end times ish to me. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't have any word from the Lord. I'm not, I don't, I'm, I don't have any of that, but it just seems very, you know, just doesn't seem very good in our culture right now. So the more I see that, the more I need to draw near to one another. I need my friends even more now than I did when life was easier, I guess is the bottom line of what I'm trying to say. All right, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Um, I'm sure we could see him in a lot of places, but I would like to point out that these verses point towards what Jesus did. So let me say this, and we touched on it a little bit, but I'll just make it explicit here. Jesus... Um, considered how to stir his disciples up to love and good works. Do you understand that? He didn't have to be with them. He decided to be. And while he was with them, he did everything needed to stir them up to love and good works. And he did not neglect to meet with his people. And he wanted to meet more and more with his disciples as the cross approached. So that was the day in Jesus's life was that cross. It's a day of difficulty, hardship, judgment, hard times, and death, and separation. And so the closer that came, you'll see Jesus starts, like, he wants his disciples to come pray with him. Come pray with me. Come watch with me. He 
wants to celebrate the Passover with them. Okay, so there's more togetherness as the day drew near in Jesus's life. So if that's his witness to us, then how do we, what makes us think we could or should set a different example? You know what I mean? All right, guys, I love this. I so love and appreciate doing this sort of thing with you. Thick verses here today, so we've, you know, we've used up our time. But it's been fun. I hope it has been for you, too. As I always do, I would encourage you, man, go get into Hebrews. There's going to be some hard times, but uh, just keep going. If you reach chapters you're not sure you get, just go with it, read them, and just keep going, and you'll begin to orient yourself. And this book pays off a lot of study. It's always been one of my favorites. All right. So glad to have been with you. Hope to see you next time.